Welcome into the week six edition of your SBFL podcast. Returning guests, Mike Stocko. How are you? Oh, you know I'm doing great tonight. Me too. I got to admit, I'm doing just as, no, I'm not just as good, but it was a fun one too. Yeah, uh, I mean, I kind of invited myself back on because obviously we'll discuss why, but I, the whole league knows why. But yeah, I just wanted to gloat a little while, uh, a little bit. So I thought I'd come back on the podcast. And you earned it. You earned it. The voice of reason was supposed to be joining us again tonight, but he's getting his beauty rest again. He's just untrustworthy at this point. He is. He's. He's. You know what he is? There's only one word to describe him, Mike. You want me to spell it out? Do it. S A W F T. Soft. <laughs> One of these days, Shane will come on. I start recording at eight o'clock, which is his bedtime. So maybe he won't. Yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe daylight savings time will help him. I'll get that extra hour. Oh, that's a good point. So we didn't have a pod last week, but there's been a major change in the league. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it. We switched from the GroupMe messaging app to the Sleeper messaging app. Yeah, I mean, I I think I mentioned it when we were on the podcast last. I was like, maybe uh, we could get a sponsorship uh, from Sleeper. Uh, Did did that come through? Is that why we made the switch? Uh, Still working on it. Still working on it. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Well, uh, I know for me, and I've talked with Snow about it uh, as well, because he's just an idiot and so am I uh we it's it's a little bit of an adjustment period to go through the the look is obviously different from what we've been used to for the last seven years uh but you know it's uh I think it'll be a change for the better especially if we move to this platform as a as our fantasy football platform too in the future well that's what's cool about it is um you know if KJ gets the website up and running and we can move all our historical data to his website, we can go to a much better platform like Sleeper and leave Yahoo behind. And the chat is right in the league, which is really cool too, because like you can add people to the trade block and it like pops up in the chat, like as part of the um as part of the chat, you can, you know, the trades, you don't have to announce the trades because when you make the trades, it does its own trade alert for you. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, like so when it's part of it inside the league setting, it, it it's really neat. And when waivers there's more run, features, there's more features once we do make the league. Uh, yeah, when that, the league uh, is a sleeper. And the other okay. thing that's cool is when waivers run, it will it will post a message in your chat. The waivers ran, and you can click on them to see who else bid, uh, right there gotcha. in, in the chat. So it's really it's a cool app. Um, I hope KJ gets that website up and running. Cause like I said, the only reason I'm still stuck on Yahoo's cause I like the historical stuff. Yeah. Oh, well I can't wait until uh, John snow uh, asked me another 500 times when waivers is going to run and the fucking app. Uh, just uh, let. Oh, we just lost you. Where'd you go? Sorry. Oh, sorry. I must you have just you asked, muted I must yourself. Have just, uh, yeah. Sorry. That was weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Snow. Uh, probably asked a lot of stupid questions. Yeah, I mean, that's to be expected. Oh, you know what's a low-key, another cool thing about the Sleeper app is you can set the exact minute that the waivers run. So we could set it to like 9 p.m. our time. Can you just imagine like Ira sitting in his room 
like just stressing. He he would probably change his bid like forty five <laughs> times between eight thirty and nine p.m. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that would help out a lot of people too because I know they run at like two or three in the morning, yep. and then if you're if you're hoping for a guy to like not get bid on or there's a free agent guy, it always seems like the early risers get that first uh, you know pick of the guys that are left over. So yeah, I mean setting it at like noontime on uh you know on wednesday would be good because we know everyone's up everyone uh could see it go go down uh yeah i mean i i like the custom customize uh be able to customize all the different settings so i think it'll be worth it two weeks ago i know we didn't have a podcast i mean last week we didn't have a podcast but two weeks ago when waivers ran i set my alarm for 3 a.m so I could get up and get the first <laughs> waiver guy if i didn't get all the guys i needed because i i had so many injuries that week I was like, well, I got to do it. So I had a 3 a.m. alarm. So I was up. I think I, I think I, I did make a I think I did make an ad at like 3:30 or whatever. I do remember seeing that. I'm like, did he I remember thinking like, did he specifically set an alarm or like did your daughter wake you up and you just happen to turn your phone on or something like that? But nope. it was funny uh, yeah. seeing it at 3 a.m. I was desperate, so I had to do it. You got to do what you got to do. You know, this is these these are the things Noonan doesn't do what and why he's three times sticker bitch and that I do. And that's why I've never <laughs> been sticker bitch. So, it, you know, it's, it's just work, it's work, working harder. We can jump into last week now. Um, we'll start with my matchup just because it kind of sucked. Um, I lost my quarterback on the first play of the game and basically was battling uphill. I ended up losing by 19 points to John Snow. Um, who knows if Teddy Bridgewater plays that whole game does he get me 20 points i don't know um it's a that's a demoralizing way to lose because it's 110 in the afternoon and your real favorite team just lost their quarterback on the first play and your fantasy yeah. team just lost their quarterback on the first play it's like oh fun yeah. sunday <laughs> yeah that was tough i don't know if he would have gotten you the 20 but it definitely would have been a lot closer and would have been more exciting uh throughout the day obviously uh, yeah, like you said, it's just demoralizing. Obviously, that happened with me and Trey Lance back in week two. Uh, so I know that feeling very well, and it's not fun. Yeah, it definitely sucked, especially because Nick Chubb did Nick Chubb things, and Gino had another nice game. Gino looks like he might be a, uh, a steal in the draft here for a buck. Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, it was it was a toss-up between him and Goff. Obviously, Goff had a shitty week last week. But yeah, I mean, for one dollar, you're you have what a, a number a top ten quarterback for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't beat that. Snow had his three running backs do work on it on a week where his two quarterbacks didn't do much. Uh, Henry for twenty six, Camara for twenty, and Jeff Wilson Jr. for almost twenty. That was pretty much what carried him to victory. Yep, and that's the way he always likes to construct his lineup. You know, uh, heavy on the running back. Uh, punts the wide receiver position and then he has a bunch of like those lottery tickets that we talked about and you know a couple of them have hit for him and he's got Mostert now you know I'm surprised he hasn't traded Mostert and tried to get a a wide receiver at this point Mostert popped up on the injury report today kind of out of the blue he wasn't he didn't leave the game last week injured he he wasn't really reported injured and then you know as a Dolphin fan I, I follow a lot of beat writers that post that injury report and i was like mostert's did not practice his knee i was like that's fucking weird because he didn't hear anything about it it's not like he has a history of you know injuries or anything like that 
Yeah, it's this great guy's point. usually the great bill of health, right? That's right, Mr. Durable. <laughs> we can move on. Uh, Chesapeake beats the Hammers by t- about 10 points. Um, he had to take a, a 0.0 from Waller, but I believe he had already won the match by that point. Uh, Jalen Hurts continues to carry this Chesapeake team. And we look over to the Hammers. The wide receiving crew stinks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, granted he had, uh, his number one wide receiver, uh, was out again, right? Uh, was Amon Ra playing or not? He did play. Uh, he only got three points. Oh, he eights. did. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Now he's on bye this week. And then, yeah, it, it just seems to be a mishmash of parts, uh, for KJ. He's still relying on Saquon. Uh, he did the right thing of getting rid of Najee. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he lost Patterson for a little while. It's, I think that Burrow trade is just going to keep coming back to, you know, bite him in the ass in the long run. I do too. I think that was a bad trade. Um, I do think Waddle will be fine once Tua comes back. Um, and, and I agree that I think Amon Ross St. Brown, that was a weird game script and he was injured. I think he might've left earlier or whatnot just to preserve right. it. Cause it, the lines were getting their teeth kicked in, but Let's talk about the Hammers for a second. They start the season 3-0, and and the last time we had a podcast, I called them the worst 3-0 team in league history. <laughs> Since then, they don't break 100 two weeks in a row, take two losses. Now they're 3-2 and two right in the middle of the standings. I mean, thoughts? Oh, panic time? He's definitely, he's definitely panicking, but I give him a lot of credit because, uh, you know, I have been reaching out, uh, especially I haven't made it, uh, you know, much of a, a – you know, hitting my intentions too much. I, I've been trying to get Saquon a lot in the chat, but he is, you know, he's being patient, which is, uh, you know, a good virtue to have for him, especially since, uh, you know, he's been burned in the past. So he's got an easy matchup. I'm sure we'll talk about it later with Anthony this week. So he should probably get right. Uh, but there's definitely got to be some panic setting it. We go to the final I don't want to say unexciting matchup, but I guess that's pretty much how we would describe it. The Pizza Rats take care of the Reapers 138 to 101. I mean, this thing got out of hand on the by like 110 with a 98-yard pass from Josh <laughs> Allen to Gabe Davis to just, hey, Ira, go find a movie to watch because this shit's over. Uh, Gabe Davis, 30-burger. Josh Allen, 30-burger. Pat Mahomes, 30-burger. That Those three totally up to about 95 points. He didn't need much more to beat the Reapers. Yeah, I don't know what to think of Iris' team. Like, I understand he's got DeAndre Swift, who's been out for a little while, but he got another 30 points from Austin Eckler and barely got over the 100-point you know, point threshold. It's, it's – I don't know what to think of, of that. Uh, roster now granted i'm playing them this week so obviously like here i am saying well he had a down week so he's probably due this week but you know it's not that scary of a roster and he just got slapped around you know it was unfortunate uh for him but you know the pizza rats keep rolling yeah i think the reapers you look at this roster last week in week five he has a quarterback problem um he knows that he has a quarterback problem he hasn't done much to try and fix it and then when Clyde Edwards Alaire comes back to earth and Jamal Williams turns back into what we know Jamal Williams to be, which is just a backup. Um, 
that's what happens. Uh, he, you know, he's fortunate to get the locket 25 points in the 34 from Eckler. Otherwise that would have been a really, really rough week. Yeah. He could have been on re- record watch just as easily. Oh, good transition, Mike. Speaking of record watch, <laughs> uh, the Wright County wasps double up the Baghdad bombers, 126 to 63. That's a new <sighs> regular season record. How about it? What was the old one? Did he break it by a lot, or was it in the was it sixty four something? It was like sixty four, and it was his, so he just oh, set it lower. Man, I can't tell you. Like I had that low score for the longest time, and the fact that it's been broken like five times since, and like someone hasn't had to. Now, granted, Anthony's breaking his own record, so maybe he'll have to wear that shame for as long as I did. You know, but it is like I know John Snow had it at one point, you had it at one point, and then Anthony's taking it. You know, I, I kind of just want someone to, and it's going to be Anthony at least, you know, for now to wear that, you know, uh, shame for, for as long as I did. He's got a couple of things going for him that don't make it as shameful as it potentially could be. The first is that it's not the lowest score ever. He actually, the lowest score ever is still belongs to Iowa from the playoffs. This is just the, <laughs> the regular season. Low. Okay, so okay. That, that helps a little bit. The other thing that helps Anthony is he has the all-time record for highest score. So it kind of just cancels each other out. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it was just a week from hell for him. And uh, it seems as at least right now, if you're, if you're playing Anthony in that kind of, you know, valley that he's in, uh, you're, you're kind of getting like a bye week So again, that's, that's, that's why I think KJ is kind of holding. He's hoping that he has a bye week right now and he can go to four and two instead of having to blow up his team. Yeah. Um, good, good, really good week for the wasps. Um, I know he's an avid listener, so we can talk about his team. Brees Hall ran all over the dolphins is an embarrassing day for the dolphins defense. <laughs> uh, and, but then the rest of this lineup is just consistent. Brady, 20 Metcalf 15 uh Hollywood 18 Hunt 13 Fields 17 like it's just a lot of solid numbers to get you to 126 so if, I mean very very nice week by Wright County and I think his team is actually looking pretty solid yeah uh with Brees Hall uh emerging you know that's gonna be you know, I, I know he's put a lot into the Brees Hall stock so it paid off this past week um, I'd be a little bit worried with, um, you know, obviously the Washington running back room is a disaster. I don't know why he's trying to like tell us that Gibson is good. Why he's even holding on to him anymore other than I guess the handcuff maybe. Um, I think at some point he'll try to make an upgrade at, at wide receiver, but as long as his guys don't, you know, goose them or put down a low score and you get those consistent scores, you'll always be in it. No doubt about it. Well, I'm mad at myself as we move on to the last two matchups. It was about, I don't know, early second quarter Monday night football. And I'm like, <laughs> Casey needs a lot from Jacobs. I know the Noonan Stocko one is going to go down the wire, but I'm really fucking tired. I know this game's going to be good, but I'm really tired. I'm going to go to bed, uh, and I'm very mad at myself for going to bed. We'll start in Portsmouth, where the Seamen took a almost 30-point lead into Monday Night Football, and the Snorkelers only had Josh Jacobs left. Well, Josh Jacobs got him exactly what he needed. The Snorkelers win by less than a point 
on a Monday night miracle. Yeah, and uh, what a miracle that was. Of course, you know, everyone knows my history with Josh Jacobs, and I keep trying to remind uh, Casey to enjoy this high, you know, while he's there. Uh, you know, I, I sure was riding high during that season that Josh Jacobs took me all the way to the championship. And then, you know, he let me down when I needed him most. So uh, we'll see. You know, hopefully I've expressed that message enough to the to the league that they know not to trade for this guy because he will be the downfall of your team. And uh, we'll just see if Casey can uh, outlast that cancer, though. You know what's weird? And I don't have any statistical data to back this up other than just it feels this way. Casey gets Sunday and Monday Night Miracles more than anybody else in the league. It used to be Anthony. Now it's Casey. Well, look at the – I mean, you don't have to look too far. He's had the least amount of points scored against him. Now, granted, he's also had the most points scored. But, you know, he's had a couple down weeks, and it just also seems that his opponents have down weeks too. You know, 113, I know I said last week you're you're going to be in it this year with scoring if you're in the teens, and Frank sure was in it. He just got, you know, the, he just franked it on Monday night. He franked it real hard. And then <laughs> let's get to the matchup of the week. An absolute, uh, a beautiful result, a slugfest all weekend. The Philadelphia Friars, your Philadelphia Friars, 156.38. That's important, sports fans. The th- .38 is important. The South Bend Stingers, 156.36. It is Wednesday night. There will not be a stat correction. Get fucked, Poonin. This was honestly to save my season right here. I don't know if I could have taken this kind of heartbreaking loss and then gone to one and four. Um, I probably would have blown up my team even scoring 156 points. But um, I know you were upset with falling asleep. Well, uh, I sat down, I was a little late to the start of the game. I was putting my kid to bed and sat down and within two minutes, I see the first Devontae Adams, you know, 50 yard touchdown bomb and Travis Kelsey only had one catch. And I was like, well, it's time to go to bed myself. And I ended up sleeping for two quarters and then my kid woke me up and I ended up watching that fourth quarter. And I'm pretty sure I lost about 10 years off my life uh, throughout that, uh, the end of that game. It was insanity. Still can't believe I'm still waiting. You know, I, I joke about it that I'm still waiting for the stat correction from when I beat Shane, uh, by 0.02, whatever it was four years ago, I'm waiting for them to correct that. And I get that loss on my record. I'll be waiting for this one as well for the next, you know, decade as well. So walk me through a little bit, because this is, I mean, this is just an epic clash. It's probably the, the best, SBFL regular season match of all time. I mean, it was the two highest scoring teams of the week. I don't believe when you beat Shane by .02, you guys were one and two for the week. Am I right about that? Yeah, I think we were somewhere in like the 130s, but I don't think we were the high scores. Yeah, so, I mean, just put yourself in Noonan's shoes. You're, you're, you lose with the second highest score, which always sucks. Like, just to lose, knowing you would have literally beat anybody else if the schedule – that that just it feels shitty, but then to lose by one passing yard, <laughs> it's just well, and get fucked, Boone. It's just funny. 
Well, because like I'm watching the fourth quarter and they're doing that final drive. I'm up by point two. He literally needs one yard. And then Devontae Adams makes that quote unquote catch on the sidelines. And I'm like, I'm going to lose with the second highest score. Another one of my loss. I was the fourth highest score. When I lost to Shane, I was the fourth highest score. He was the third highest score. I'm like, this is what we were talking about where, you know, it would just, I was just snake bitten this year. And then they overturned the call. And I'm literally like, I, I texted Noonan aside. Uh, I was like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to sleep tonight. And I was up like the next hour, just like pacing. I was like, what, what just happened? So it was, it was, uh, it was an absolute miracle from my uh, perspective. I have a hot take here. Um, Noonan deserved to lose this game. Uh, my, I don't know how you start Rashad Penny over, you know, JD McKissick. One one of the dumbest start sit decisions in league history. Cost him a win. Cost him ten dollars. That's an easy one. You just never play Rashad Penny. You always start JD McKissick, right? Yeah, I mean, coming off of uh, that monster game, yeah, you you should have known that he was due for for a season-ending leg injury, and that he was exactly. only going to get you five points. I mean, it wasn't like you know. You know, starting Taysom Hill and getting four touchdowns. Speaking of which, like four touchdowns from Taysom Hill, four touchdowns from uh, Travis Kelsey. I mean, the fact that Casey, you know, isn't in the hospital for having an erection lasting over four hours. Like, I'm shocked that that hasn't happened this week. And he's told us he's out of commission. You know, the tight ends just dominating in this matchup. Well, you he, know why he, it he hasn't happened. Can't <laughs> why Taysom Hill's not really a tight end. Oh, okay. He's just a fraud. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he shouldn't have even been in the tight end uh, slot. It's it's very frustrating, actually. And I've sent a, a email to Yahoo to be like, he doesn't play tight end. Like, I, and this is not a knock on Newton. Like, if I had Taysom Hill, I would also play him at tight end. It's not cheating. It's not. It's this is you know I hate Newton, and I hope he loses every game by zero point zero two. But but like, this is a knock on Yahoo. Like, how can you list him as a tight end? He he plays quarterback slash running back like I, yeah if you're gonna slash him it's qb running back it's not quarterback tight end show me one time he's lined up at the end of the line i think he's got more completions as a quarterback than he does receptions as a receiver or tight end and i think his completions are one yeah like, i mean it it's was a, that touchdown pass that he had this week it's it's a joke. Um, I will say I I don't. I mean, we'll get this. We'll get to this when we get to the preview for Week Six. But I don't think, like with Jameis Winston coming back, like Taysom Hill is going to kind of go back to irrelevance because that's. My I hope. mean, he'll get some he'll get some goal line stuff like that stuff like right around the eight ten yard line ish where they go into that yep. weird wildcat. But it well, it happened on Sunday is not going to happen again for Newton. I mean, that, it was very frustrating to watch. Um, it was a roller coaster of emotions uh, the whole weekend. I mean, it started on that shitty ass Thursday game where I had Cortland Sutton and that awful Colts and uh, Broncos game. So you're already starting at a low, and then it just ends in an absolute high uh, with Travis Kelsey. So I mean, it. That's why I wanted to come back on here because I, I just can't believe that it happened, and it's a season-saving win in my eyes. Well. Let's uh let's close the book on week number five by going over our power rankings.
So I don't know if it's a laziness thing or it's a we're in sleeper chat. So I'm just going to drop it in there now or he just got busy this week. But the power rankings did not really have great write-ups. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done that uh, my, my fair share where like you yeah, just don't have the motivation or you don't have the time. And, you know, I do a couple sentences here and there. So I think that's what it was. He probably just didn't have the time or the motivation this week to to uh, write a full report. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Let me get a sip of this beer before I start rattling these off. All right, there we go. Uh, 12's Bombers. I don't think there's anyone going to argue that. Nope. 11 is Portsmouth, and his comment was just Monday Night Franking. Uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Number 10 is the raccoons better than we thought slowly climbing. I would agree with that. Yep. Number nine ducks week six. Another savior has arrived. I believe he's referring to JT, which we'll talk about later. Was he talking about JT or, or uh, Walker? I don't know. Oh, he other. might've been talking about Walker. Yes. This is probably pre JT. Yeah. You're right. And that he did arrive. That's big for me. Yep. Uh, number eight, Mexico City. Bye week shitty wins won't help your power rankings. That's fair. That's a fair way. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's on a two week slide. So, yeah. And, and he uh, hasn't scored over 100 points in two weeks. As number seven is the Stingers. Finally lost a boat race. <laughs> I think Newton could, could have been a little bit higher. Um, uh, yeah, it is what it is. He was, he's been top two in scoring the last two weeks and he's gone one and one. Uh, a little unfortunate. I think I should be higher than him, but I don't make the rankings and I don't want to. So I guess I'll leave that as is. Number six, we get to the top half of these rankings here. It's you at the Philly Friars. Look out. This team has traped its way up. Yeah, I mean, I thought I made a good trade last week. And to be honest, uh, you know, I know we didn't have the podcast last week. I, I made the Montgomery and uh, Devonta Smith for Zeke trade. I wasn't even the one who proposed it. It was uh, – Iowa who proposed it I told them give me a second I need to check something and I was like pretty much immediately hit the trade accept so I think that was a good trade for me and it'll help out in the long run number five the Reapers just a shitty three win team why do you have them ranked number five if they're so shitty yeah that that's the one that could have been a little bit lower like if he swapped them and, and the stingers I, I I would have been fine with that Number four is himself on the rise. Actually, this week, I don't have a problem with that. I think he is on the yeah. rise. Yeah, solid. Again, solid week. He's. I know for sure he put up 130 against me, so the fact that he put up another score close to 130, that's at least two out of five. Uh, so, yeah, decent team, and like you said, on the rise. Number three, the Crawdads, better team after the A-Rod trade. So this is the one that I have the most uh, disagreement with. And it's because if you look at Shane's point totals, like the teams that are in currently ranked seventh, eighth, and ninth in the standings have way more points than him. He also has just one of the lowest points against, and he's three and two. Like I think he's second uh, fewest points against. Like Casey has the least points against, and then Shane's right next to him. I don't really agree with this one, and I think they could be pretty low. And if they had a more difficult schedule, they'd be a two and three, one and four team. I have to agree with you on that. His team stinks. Uh, number two is a snorkeler is a good team, but a malignant tumor in the running back one slot. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Casey, as of right now, hasn't really, to my knowledge, hasn't had too much injury bug. Maybe Justin Herbert, I guess, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he's just rolling right now. Four and one, Monday Night Miracle, it's fine. He could have been one or two. And number one, New York City Pizza Rats are cancer-free. Yeah, and they got the best quarterback room in the league. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. If you face the Pizza Rats when Josh Allen has a bye or Pat Mahomes has a bye, count your blessings. Uh, yeah, we'll get to uh, the preview matchups here in a minute. Let's go to the fab breakdown now. I'm pulling it up on my phone. This is where Yahoo sucks. I have to go to like the web-based browser to yep. find the fab offers. But let's start with the two big ones. Eno Benjamin goes $42 awarded to the snorkelers. Uh, there was two actually $11 bids. The Stingers and the Crawdads tied for second on that. Doesn't really matter. Eno goes to Butte. Yeah, uh, well, there, there's one injury. I, I mentioned I didn't know any injury that Casey had to suffer. He's got James Conner, so he's just protecting that. And then Alec Pierce, $34 to the Hammers against a slew of bids. The Stingers were in on him at 28, Seaman 17, Ducks 12, Reapers 3, and the Crawdads has $0. I don't know if he thought everyone was sleeping at the switch for that $0 offer. Kind of wasted his time, but Alec Pierce, $34 to the Hammers. I like Alec Pierce. I had him at one point on my roster. I think I dropped him for someone else, maybe George Pickens or something like that. Um, but I'm confused that he went to the Hammers. Hammers already have a bunch of, like, you know, wide receiver threes, low-end wide receiver twos. Like, why do they need another, you know, wide receiver three or wide receiver four on their roster? I thought for sure maybe Snow would go in hard on him. But 34 seems like a lot for Alec Pierce. It does. And you're exactly right. It's like, well, you know, why? I, I just don't understand it, I guess. I, that's a lot of fab. Like 34% of your starting budget on a guy that doesn't really change your roster. Like it just makes – you just ha- added into yourself a start-sit decision. Well, like, so I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Like I when I got George Pickens last week, I – pretty sure i bid over 40 dollars for him but from what i saw when kenny Pickett came in he got 11 targets and then this last week he also got 11 targets whereas alec pierce has matt ryan who could barely throw the ball anymore and jt was out and will be coming back and be getting carries like so you're getting the distant second op you know third option you know behind jt and and uh pitman and then you have a terrible quarterback like, so it just, to me, it just doesn't make sense to go that much. Now, granted, you know, you said Noonan put in a $28 bid. I even think that would have been a little too much. But if they like the guy, they got their guy. I guess that's all that matters. Uh, then the ones that were solo bids, the Crawdads were the only ones in on PJ Walker for six bucks. He probably is going to start this week. That might be a little steal there. Yeah, he's going to be starting multiple weeks. Breaker's out for a while, and from what I've heard, Darnold's nowhere near coming back. See, I heard Darnold's very close to coming back today on the radio. Oh, okay. So that's so, that's new, because I, I was hearing that news last week. We'll have to get so, RNN yeah. on that scoop. Yep. Uh, it's serious. It, you know, now that you mentioned RNN, it is a little weird that we haven't heard too much RNN you know, gloating in the chat for the last two weeks. They've kind of gone like, silent a little bit you know what a coincidence right 
it is weird. Maybe he's got some things going on. You know, he's just trying yeah. to, you know, to take a step out outside of fantasy football just for a couple of weeks, just to you know oh. get the personal okay. life back in order. <laughs> okay, okay. It was just, it was weird too. I wanted to do a Monday night live stream on Monday, and he said no, even though the previous week he said I could definitely do a Monday night live stream this week, like this just for uh, the Chiefs Raider game. So a little interesting. Right. I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt then. I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> Joshua Kelly, two bucks to the Stingers. What? Why? I don't know. Maybe they're thinking of a of an Eckler injury. I don't know. I thought I thought you know just kind of talking this through. I thought it was interesting that the Reapers cut Bailey Zappi. Did they really? Yeah, in uh, that in that um, transaction where he added Slayton, he cut Zappi, which I thought was odd because it's like. You you have a big time quarterback issue. You should just be hoarding quarterbacks, like, and hoping one turns into something diamond in the roughy. You know, like yeah. I m- remember Gardner Minshew a couple years back was like, ah, nobody wants him, and then all of a sudden he was like twenty points a week. Pretty sure he went to the Rats because he. Oh, he Gardner definitely Minshew. went to the Rats. It was the year he only <laughs> took Eli Manning. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. Dropping a quarterback, uh, especially in a two quarterback league. I, I mean. Uh, well, I mean, like if it Patriots was another owner, Mac Jones will be coming back. But if even, it was another yeah, owner, like he has quarterback issues. That's true. Yeah, he's just got Trevor Lawrence, and he's got Matt Ryan, and then Davis Mills. Yeah, that's not a pretty quarterback room. Like I'm rostering Desmond Ritter right now because of my quarterback issues. Like I am scared yeah. if Mariota were to get hurt or benched, I need to. And, and I'm, you know, I don't have the most fab because I had to spend it all to fix my Javante Williams problem. Like I I'm rostering a quarterback. That's a backup just because I need it. And heck Mac Jones hasn't even been definitely ruled that he's going to play this week. And you just yep. cut, cut his handcuff. Hmm. But Maybe uh, I got to take a look at that. See if I got someone to cut on my roster. <laughs> well, because of the excitement from the week five recap, we have run out on the first zoom. So I will stop recording. We'll pick it back up. We'll do the trade breakdown. I got a trivia question for you. Uh, And then we'll do some picks. Sounds good. That for this or that. That for this. We'll have it made. We're back after that Zoom break. Us in here. My computer's really shitty. I am currently converting the meeting recording from the first trade so far this week. We're not going to go back in time before week five. I know we didn't have the Virginia Beach Ducks get Jonathan Taylor to Baghdad. I, I'll start with this one. They gave up a lot. If Najee comes back to even just stays as a really high-end wide receiver too, it's possible I got pretty badly Yeah, I mean, it's, it's to see who got draped in this one because Najee has a terrible schedule still. Like, they just played the Bills. Uh, I believe they're playing the Bucks this week. They have the Eagles. Uh, they have a bye week coming up. Like their schedule looks so bad. And he, I personally, I think Najee is injured. I think they're not telling us something. That's why I picked up the Jalen Warren today. I don't know. Something in me, just uh, like a spidey sense is like, maybe he's injured. Maybe they might sit him for a little while. Uh, but the big, it, it was a big price to pay with CD. If you add that on top of there, because Dak should be coming back pretty soon. And we don't know what this Colts offense is going to be with, you know, JT and Matt Ryan. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, if he can come back and he can be 
80% of what he was last year, you know, uh, JT, that is, you're going to have a great running back. Yeah, it was a little bit of a desperation play for me. I'm, I'm sitting at two and three. I'm looking ahead at my schedule, and I'm looking at the Rats this week, which is they're very, very good. Um, so it's a potential to be two and four, even you know with or without this trade. And then I was looking ahead to week nine. I got to play KJ, and I have like I would I would have had Nick Chubb off, Najee Harris off, CD Lamb off. Those guys are both week nine buys. Um, right. So I was like, I probably would lose that one. So you're talking about all right now it's two and five maybe if at best I I'm at four and five after nine weeks if I don't make this deal and I just feel like with this deal maybe I have a chance to get to five four after nine weeks which could be the difference in making the playoffs or not. Yeah, I mean that's a smart way to look at it. You know, you're you're getting ahead of it. I know. Um, I try to do that as well. I I even try to go like the extra step. If you're if you have an opponent a couple of weeks, you know, maybe two, three weeks away and you've got a guy coming up on by, see if you could trade your opponent that week, uh, that player who is on by and uh, it'll kind of help you that way. But um, I'm not, I'll tell you this. I know you and I are playing next week in week seven. Uh, I'm not looking forward to facing JT twice in, you know, three, four weeks, whatever it's been, because I had him uh, the other week against Anthony. Uh, and I dodged a bullet because that's when he only had a couple points and got hurt. So uh, I feel like, uh, you know, getting him again in this short amount of time could be bad luck for me. And if JT, like you said, is 80% or 85% of what he was a year ago, and Nick Chubb's obviously, you know, the RB1 so far this season, and then I just get Ken Walker um, kind of off. I mean, I drafted Ken Walker, but I obviously had tried to trade him a couple times to Noonan to – handcuff or shot penny noonan didn't bite tough break yeah. noonan you should have bit um i have three very very good running backs and i would stack my three running backs against anybody else in the league yeah i mean uh that was one of those what snow calls scratch off lottery tickets that hit was the ken walker one and i'm kind of kicking myself because uh i you you and i had talked about maybe kenny pickett a trade and you had offered me dotson and it didn't even dawn on me to maybe see if you'd be interested in trading uh, Walker back then. Now, you probably wouldn't have because you didn't have that second running back at that time, or I think you were going in on Mike Boone. But it, it would have been something that I, I should have uh, looked into, maybe seeing if I could have pried him away, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, there was a time, especially after that Javante Williams, where I was basically trying to get you know, give away Ken Walker or James Cook to get somebody I could start. Um, so I wouldn't have to start Mike Boone. So I'm fortunate that other, I, I know there, I know Ken Walker and James Cook were involved in other trade offers. It wasn't just Noonan, although I did put him on blast in the, uh, in the chat. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Noonan. I probably shouldn't have no, put I thought it was anonymous. out there. I thought it was anonymous. Oh, that's right. I did. I've scratched out. <laughs> we'll never know who it was. Yeah. Could have been anyone. So I closed out my sound thing because I kind of, I, I was like, maybe this has really slowed it down. And as soon as I closed it out, my Zoom started working again, and I started hearing everything clearly. So I don't have a sound for trivia time. But are you ready for your trivia question? I'm sorry. I think you uh, froze on me, Chris. Son of a bitch. I can hear you now. All right. Well, I was just this saying how my tri trivia question. 
I didn't even start it. I was saying how my internet was working great now, and then you said my <laughs> internet wasn't working. How about that? How well, about maybe that they, maybe they, yeah, maybe they heard you, and it was just me. I am I just, down in my basement right now, so could have been me. Uh, no, I just got a notification that said my connection is unstable. So, oh, great. All right. We'll see how I far this back. goes. Uh, all right. So, how much fab do we start with as a league at the beginning of the year? We start with $100 each. Yep. So, it's $1,200 for the league. Yep. We are five weeks in. Yep. What is the grand total of fab remaining in the league's budget? Oh, geez. I know you're not uh, actually going to get it, but I figured it's a good talking point. Let's see. If everyone averages 50, so that would be 600. I know some guys are lower. I'll just say 650. Very, very good guess. I know you did some math there. That's a very good educated guess. 699 is the right answer. Okay. Just to yeah. Price just is right. A smidge under $700. I found it interesting just because I only have like 30 bucks left or 35 bucks left. Um, yep. But there's plenty of people with a lot of money left. I, like I, I think I'm pretty sure I, I'm right at fifty. You know, so that's kind of what I was just going off of, just an average. Why do you think that is? Why do you? Why do I think that uh, some people? No, don't well, I have guess as or? a league, as a league, it feels high to have almost seven hundred dollars still not spent. It feels well, high. To, I don't know. It's also because. We don't allow a lot of those, you know, pickups to be on the waivers. Like everyone was talking about the top waiver wire was Ken Walker. Obviously, we knew that. Well, he was already drafted in our league. So you don't have someone spending $90 on Ken Walker this week. Uh, I got lucky the week that uh, Trey Lance got hurt. Um, I happened to pick up Jimmy G because I had an extra spot on my bench. So there's saved me from spending, you know, $50 to get Jimmy G. Um, yeah, it's just we don't allow those players to kind of just sit there. Uh, we have those extra bench spots, and guys are smart enough to pick up, uh, you know, be a step ahead. Yeah, I guess that is true. I didn't. I wasn't really thinking about it that way. I was just thinking about, like, maybe people um, just saving their fab for a rainy day or later in the season when they're in the playoffs, they can just get whatever free agent they want. But you're right. There's a lot of guys that would garner a big wager, a big fab wager that is, are already on rosters. Yep. And uh, I mean, we'll have those guys, you know, obviously, you know, Alec Pierce went for $34 and, you know, Benjamin went for 42. Some teams get desperate and they want, they need a guy and, so it'll it'll start picking up. Uh, like I said, I, I think Ken Walker would have been the first big one had he been on waivers. I mean, if if he was on waivers, I'll, I'll be honest. Like my bid would have been my max bid. It would have been fifty dollars. That's what I had. I would have put everything towards him, and I'm I would assume everyone else would have put you know all their fab on this guy uh, just for that you know uh, potential. Yeah, you're probably right, but. All right, let's work into week six picks now. And let's start in Portsmouth, where the Portsmouth Seamen welcome the Chesapeake Crawdads. Short bus ride away. Mm-hmm. Projections yeah. right now have the Seamen at 122 and the Crawdads at 116. Who's your pick? So this is one that I probably have to back up what I was trying to say about the power rankings and not believing in the Crawdads. So I'm going to go with the Seamen on this one. I think um shane has been 
the benefactor of an easy schedule so far. Low points scored against. A lot of teams. He he's probably I would say in the bottom third of points scored, and he's three and two. Uh, again, I'm just doing this off the top of my head. He could you know very well be close to you know six or seven. Um, but I know there are a lot of teams that that have scored more than him. So I'm gonna take the semen on this one. I think it'll be close, but I think Frank pulls this one out. I actually think the Seamen are due for a clunker here. I think the Crawdads win, uh, not impressively, but more so because the Seamen stink this week. Um, he's got Carson Wentz on Thursday night football, which I don't love. Thursday night football on the road, I should say. I don't love the, mm-hmm. the team going on the road on the short week. His other quarterback's Mac Jones. I'm not even sure Mac Jones is going to play. And if he doesn't, he doesn't have another quarterback on the roster. It's looking like he'd probably be starting, I don't know, Daryl Henderson or Dar- um or Peoples well, Jones in his well, super Well, we flex. know that Zappy is on the waivers. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he can go back and I pick up. I it up. <laughs> yeah, he can go back and pick up Zappy. I actually think somebody might have picked up Zappy. Hold on, let me yeah. look. I think somebody claimed. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. No, I guess he is still on waivers. So Frank could essentially go back and get him, but I don't know. I just it, Tyree Kill is going to be playing with the third string quarterback this weekend. Um, McCaffrey's up against the Rams on the road. I, I don't know. I just feel like Frank's like this could be like an 80 point week for Frank, and the Crawdads can uh, get another easy matchup. Easy win, yeah, <laughs> coast by with like a 100 point victory or something. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, we got the battle of the bees, the battle of the bees this week. The wasps and the stingers, the projections are pretty darn even, only a couple points off. Um, you know, bye week issues for the Stingers are arriving. Devontae Adams is off this week, while for the Wasps, he just loses Jared Goff, but it looks like he's okay plugging Justin Fields in. Who's who's your pick here? Mm, I really want to take Noonan, but I will begrudgingly pick the Wasp on this one. Uh, yeah, the bye weeks are going to be really tough for Noonan. Now, he could just say screw it and ride through it because it's going to be this week, it's going to be next week, that are just going to be terrible for him. But at that point, you know, with the loss that he had to me, that, that instead of being, you know, three and five after those uh, two weeks or if I'm doing it right, what is he, two and three? He's two and three, yeah. He's two and three. So if he loses the next two, he'll be two and five instead of three and four. Uh, you know, he might have to trade one of those wide receivers, even though he doesn't want to, because I know Tannehill's on, I'm pretty sure Tannehill's on by, and, uh, then you got the Rams and the Vikings on by next week. Yeah. It just doesn't look good for the stingers. They really needed that win against me last week. Uh, long story short, I'll take the wasp in this one. I agree. I think the stingers have some issues right now. Um, you look at the next two weeks, they got, you know, listen to this starting lineup. Okay, Stafford, he's been disappointing, but he's still a good quarterback. Justin yep. Jefferson, obviously stud. Cooper Cup, stud. Yep. And then you go, wait a second. Chase Claypool's your wide receiver three. What option is he in a bad offense? Like the fourth option in Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Sanders doesn't score touchdowns. I know he had the, the big game a couple of weeks ago, but generally speaking, he doesn't score touchdowns. So what's his ceiling? Ten? Uh, Cam yep. Akers stinks. Uh, Taysom Hill, if Jameis plays, Taysom Hill goes back to the bench. J.D. McKissick is his flex, and his super flex this week is Skylar Thompson. Like, I just, 
he's got major issues right now. And he's, he's probably holding like, out. He is. And and maybe, you know, but I think you're right. He wins last week. All right. Now he's three and two. Even if you lose the next two, you're you're, you're three four, and four. And three and four. Yeah, you're fine. But now two yeah. and five is a big difference. Uh, yep. I mean, his saving grace right now is the bombers are looking terrible. Uh, and, so, and I do think Wright County is on the rise. I, I like, you know, Brady against the shitty Steeler defense. Brees Hall is coming into his own. He's got Kareem Hunt um, in the starting lineup right now. Kittle had a, a decent game. So I'm, give me the Wasps. And actually, give me the Wasps by a, a wide margin here. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Butte. The only man that's four and one in the league takes on the Kentucky Raccoons. Any bye week issues here? Yeah, Josh Jacobs is on a bye. Hawkinson on a bye. Brandon Cook's on a bye for the Snorkers. And then you have King Henry on a bye for the Raccoons. So bye week issues on both sides. But who you got in this one? I think we're going to have an upset on this one. I'm going to pick the Raccoons on this one. Um, even though Derrick Henry's out, he's got Kamara. He's got Jeff Wilson. And if Mostert plays, he's got Mostert uh, for you know three running backs. Um, I think Lamar will have a bounce back. He's had two back-to-back so-so weeks. Uh, and he's putting a lot of eggs in the Russ Wilson basket, but, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I just, uh, it, it just it seems like a trap game. So I'm going to take the upset on this one. I am not, although, and this is not a knock against the raccoons. I actually kind of like how this roster is coming together. I just, I, I cannot pick those three wide receivers of Lazard, Boyd, and Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I, I think that's going to be his downfall. The Snorkers went out and got Eno Benjamin in case the Connor, uh, James Connor doesn't play, so he'll be fine just to switch that out. I, I think it's the Snorkers maybe closer than we all think, but give me the Snorkers in this one. I, I don't see the upset. Let's go to another team on the verge of panicking, the Mexico City Hammers. Take on the Baghdad Bombers. Um, shoot, not a not a lot of bye week issues for the Hammers. Derek Carr is an issue for the Bombers, forcing him to only have one startable quarterback right now, and that's Cooper Rush. Oh wow, yeah. Uh, again, you know when it rains, it pours. Yeah, I, I, I'll take the Hammers in this one, even though you know. Deep down, I am kind of uh, rooting for that KJ fire sale because we all love it, and it happens every year. And it would definitely happen if he loses this one because it would be embarrassing. But I'll still take the hammers. Yeah, I don't don't know. This almost feels like a bomber lineup that could reset the record he just set (laughs) set a couple days ago. I mean, Cooper Rush against a very good Philadelphia secondary Couple that with C.D. Lamb against a very good Philadelphia secondary. Um, Najee Harris stinks. against yeah, and he's a good Tampa defense. His super flex right now is Christian Kirk. Just for you know reference, as we're recording this, he's the Bombers are projected to lose by six points, and the Hammers don't even have one of his positions in. He doesn't <laughs> even have a flex in right now. Uh, you so know, he, maybe he'll uh, he'll make it interesting, give Anthony a chance. Yeah, maybe. I think he's waiting on the Bateman or Alec Pierce thing, but still, that's eight more points. Like this, this could get out of hand. I think the Hammers get back on track here and get to four and two. So, I just it's hard Although, to pick the Bombers. It would 
be classic KJ luck for him to lose this one. So let's all root for that as well, too. And then the fire sale and the, while he's telling us that he's not panicking and selling off everyone on his roster. That's a great point. Uh, we'll get to our <laughs> two matchups. I guess we'll start with mine. Uh, the Ducks go play the Pizza Rats. The projections are very, very tight. Um, Damian Pierce on a bye for the Pizza Rats. No bye weeks for the Ducks. Is this really a quarterbacks for the Rats against the running backs for the Ducks? Who do you like? It's tough. I will take the Pizza Rats, though. Only because I d- it, there's a question mark with JT. Is he fully healthy? How's that offense going to be the first week he's coming back? And there's a question mark with Walker. Like, yeah, he's the top pickup. He's the new hot item uh, on there. But, like, how is he going to handle the full workload? Uh, it's just question marks. And I know what I'm getting with Josh Allen. I know what I'm getting with Pat Mahomes. And then, you know, you're throwing Gabe Davis and maybe T. Higgins if he plays. I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll take I'll, I'll take the Rats just because of their quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm scared. I'll probably take the Rats. I don't like picking against myself very often, but I'm just so scared of that. I mean, he's got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and they play against each other. Like that could oh, be like, gosh, yeah. that's this week. Yes, yeah, oh, this my week. Gosh. They, they, you know, you talk about the rematch from the playoff game last year where they put up a bazillion points. Like, I know they both had 30 burgers last week, but would anybody be shocked if they both put up 30 burgers again this week? Like, I'm just, I'm no, so scared of that matchup. I can't, like, I, Terry McCorn could give me 20 to 25 points tomorrow night, and I still would not even close to feel I will not feel comfortable until that Chiefs Bills game is over and done with because is that the that's not the Sunday night game because that's the Eagles Cowboys yeah no it's the Sunday late game and actually that that'll be it for um our matchup I believe neither of us that's correct neither of us have a Sunday or a Monday night game so oh wow that's our finish right there is is Allen versus Mahomes and I just I don't feel good about it I, I don't oh, know how geez. I'm gonna watch it. I might I watch a Dolphin Viking game at one o'clock. Maybe I'll go to a movie. I don't I don't know how I'm gonna sit there and go watch for one those of those five K walks. Maybe I will. It, maybe I'll make it make a twenty five K walk. <laughs> it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be a tough watch seeing the Rats quarterbacks like that. But we'll finish off the podcast in Carolina where Philadelphia after a monster win, ten dollars in your pocket. Flies. I'm still down. waiting for that, Anthony, by the way. Maybe Anthony will listen to this on his plane ride back from Italy to tell you. Um, I'll take the Euros. I, I don't know what the exchange rate is, though. I thought it was good last time I checked. You have a massive projection. Uh, the Reapers bye weeks, he's got the two Detroit running backs off. Robert Woods is off. Davis Mills is off. Um, I don't think you have a single bye week issue. And you're projected to blow him out, and I'll, I'll pick you. I'm, I'm not picking Ira in this. He's starting two tight ends that are not that good. He's starting two quarterbacks that are not that good. He's starting – his wide receivers are, are very – probably above average. And then Eckhart's a stud. But, no, give me the Friars, and I don't think it's close. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, this is my uh, Super Bowl, or if you want to call it the Juper Bowl, you know, for uh, – I'm trying to get my Alpha Jew title back. So this is uh, what I've been looking forward to for the last 365 days. Uh, since I lost to him last year. Um, 
the only thing that worries me is kind of similar to the butte and raccoons this could this could be like a trap game like i do think i should win this one uh but at the same time like you have a lot of his guys who are kind of underperforming it's just like well, is Pittman going to get 15 targets just to throw it at him because he's been awful the last couple of weeks? Uh, is Kyle Pitts finally going to have his first good game of the season if he does play and if uh, Ira starts him? Uh, that being said, I will pick myself. I do want that Alpha Jude title back. I want to put Ira back in his place where he belongs, and I think I will. I hope you do. I hope you do. I don't. I don't like two. I don't like back-to-back champs. I don't like two-time champs. So, anytime a champ is playing, I tend to root against them. Um, and I always root <laughs> against Newton. So, uh, I'll root for you in this one. But it was a fun pod, despite the voice of reason going to sleep again. Yeah, yeah. If you if you need me again, if he drops out again, let me know. Hopefully, uh, I don't have to sweat out a .02 victory over Ira, and I can just relax and enjoy the beatdown, and then come on and talk about it. Enjoy a riveting Thursday night tomorrow. I guess when I, by the time I publish this, it'll be tonight's Thursday night game between the Bears and the Washington Commanders. I'm sure it'd be high scoring. Yep. All right, man. Good talking to you. See ya.